Welcome to the Law of One session four. Last time we talked about the pyramids in such a depth, a little bit about healing, and this is going to be a long one, so let's just dive right into it. I'm only picking the most relevant questions for this session that really create a narrative as to what they were asking and you know what I want to present here. So last time, if you remember, we left a question about the shape of the pyramids. So let's get into that right away. Does the shape of the pyramid have effect upon the initiation? As we began the last session question, you have already recorded in your individual memory complex the first use of the shape having to do with the body complex initiation. The initiation of spirit was a more carefully designed type of initiation as regards the time-space ratios about which the entity to be initiated found itself. If you will picture with me the side of the so-called pyramid shape and mentally imagine this triangle cut into four equal triangles, you will find the intersection of the triangle which is at the first level on each of the four sides forms a diamond in a plane which is horizontal. The middle of this plane is the appropriate place for the intersection of the energies streaming from the infinite dimensions and the mind-body-spirit complexes of various interwoven energy fields. Thus, it was designed that the one to be initiated would, by mind, be able to perceive and then channel this, shall we say, gateway to intelligent infinity. This, then, was the second point of designing this specific shape. All right, that was a mouthful of words and geometry, but all they're explaining is the shape of the pyramid itself. If you look at it from one side in a triangle and you divide it into four, if you're like me, you would recognize this symbol over here, which is exactly what they're talking about. and in the middle of that triangle and on the top of the bottom triangles as you can see here there is the center where all the energy concentrates in and helps with the initiation in a great way it has to do with how the energy's influx goes into every sort of pyramid but that's what they were explaining here the next question has to do if this large pyramid at giza uh, has any function right now or if it's working is the large pyramid at Giza still usable for this purpose, or is it no longer functioning? That, like many other pyramid structures, is like the piano out of tune. It, as this instrument would express, plays the tune, but, oh, so poorly. The disharmony jangles the sensitive. Only the ghost of the streaming still remains due to the shifting of the streaming points, which is in turn due to the shifting electromagnetic field of your planet due also to the discordant vibratory complexes of those who have used the initiatory and healing place for less compassionate purposes. Well, the pyramid is not functioning very well because of the changes in the electromagnetic field of planet, which kind of makes sense as we're rotating 
and everything is kind of like unaligned, but also because of the misuse of the people in the past on how they used this for initiatory processes. And we talked about this, how the elite took over and other things happened that they didn't plan on doing. So all this discordance is still there. Then it causes the pyramid to not function as well as before. The next question is if we can build a pyramid like this and would it have any purpose? My question then would be, are there individuals incarnate upon the planet today who would have the necessary inner disciplines to, using your instructions, construct and initiate in a pyramid they built and then possibly do it again? Is this within limits of what anyone can do on the planet today or is there no one available for this? There are people, as you call them, who are able to take this calling at this nexus. However, we wish to point out once again that the time of the pyramids, as you would call it, is past. It is indeed a timeless structure. However, the streamings from the universe were, at the time we attempted to aid this planet, those which require a certain understanding of purity. This understanding has, as the streamings revolve and all things evolve, changed to a more enlightened view of purity. Thus, there are those among your people at this time whose purity is already one with intelligent infinity. Without the use of structures, healer patient can gain healing. This is a great way to end the pyramid talk because what they're saying here is that even though a pyramid structure is built right now, can be used and it has a purpose and it works, has a function, we don't need it anymore because we as humanity has reached a point where we can achieve that by ourselves. Like some of the masters have been saying, we have become pyramids already because we can channel that intelligent energy and intelligent infinity we can reach also with just meditating and other type of tools that are widely available right now. So like I said, great way to end the talk about the pyramids and what it does. But now this leads into healing because the pyramids were there for initiatory processes, which were healing. And now Don starts asking a series of questions, finding the right person that could be a healer, uh, the type of attunement that they need, the type of training that they need. And then Don asks if Ra can train them. And he says, yes. So here's the next question about healing. I have no idea of how long this would take or if you can even tell anything about that. Is it possible for you to give me a synopsis of the program of training required? I have no knowledge of what questions to ask at this point. I'll ask that question in the hopes that it makes sense. We consider your request for information, for as you noted, there are a significant number of vibratory sound complexes which can be used in sequence to train the healer. The synopsis is a very appropriate entry that you might understand what is involved. Firstly, the mind must be known to itself. This is perhaps the most demanding part of healing work. If the mind knows itself, then the most important aspect of healing has occurred, for consciousness is the microcosm of the law of one. The second part has to do with the disciplines of the body complexes. In the streamings reaching your planet at this time, these understandings and disciplines have to do with the balance between love and wisdom in the use of the body in its natural functions. The third area is the spiritual. 
And in this area, the first two disciplines are connected through the attainment of contact with intelligent infinity. Pretty simple. The synopsis is to heal through body, mind, spirit. And as they say here, the mind is the first one, most important one, because knowing the self is probably the hardest thing to do, but the most rewarding and the best part of the healing process. So again, the mind is the most important part of the healing process. Knowing the self, knowing who you are, knowing where you come from, what your purpose is, why you're here, your own internal uh, essence is what you need to find in order to heal. That's the biggest part of it. Now, the other two parts are not well understood by Don. So I'm going to go over what he asked and what they say about the other two, which is the body and the spirit. I believe I have a little idea of the accomplishment of the first step. Can you elaborate a little bit on the other two steps, which I am not at all familiar with? Imagine the body. Imagine the more dense aspects of the body. Proceed therefrom to the very finest knowledge of energy pathways which revolve and cause the body to be energized. Understand that all natural functions of the body have all aspects from dense to fine and can be transmuted to what you may call sacramental. This is a brief investigation of the second area. To speak to the third, imagine, if you will, the function of the magnet. The magnet has two poles. One reaches up, the other goes down. The function of the spirit is to integrate the upreaching yearning of the mind-body energy with the downpouring and streaming of infinite intelligence. This is a brief explication of the third area. Quite simple. The body has to do with the chakra system, which we're all familiar with, and it has to do with the balancing and alignment of them through the experiences and everything that we do with inner work. So that part is pretty self-explanatory. The other one may seem a little bit confusing because what we're talking about is being a better channel for the influx of universe energies. And this has to do with how we, as we get aligned, it's almost like the body and the mind want to align with the universe energies and it works like a magnet you know the more aligned you are the better center you are and more energy can flow through you and this energy is what makes up your experience much better in this life so imagine if you're a distorted person with a lot of problems and issues you may not get the energies of the universe well into you but if you become aligned and your mind is fine and your body is fine, then the energies are flowing a lot better. And this reflects upon your life experience every day. So this is what they mean about healing. Healing is just aligning yourself better with who you are, what you want, and the energies of the universe. So that's the spiritual part. The spirit is almost like a antenna or not quite the antenna, but the, the energy that comes through and allows the body to be in perfect harmony. Now, the next question is the last one we're going to cover, and it's Don asking about the law of one and the healing process. My objective is primarily to discover more of the law of one, and it would be very helpful to discover the techniques of healing. I am aware of your problem with respect to free will. Can you state the law of one and the laws of healing to me? The law of one, though beyond the limitation of name, as you call vibratory sound complexes, may be approximated by stating that all things are one, that there is no polarity, 
no right or wrong, no disharmony, but only identity. All is one, and that one is love light, light love, the infinite creator. One of the primal distortions of the law of one is that of healing. Healing occurs when a mind-body-spirit complex realizes, deep within itself, the law of one. That is, that there is no disharmony, no imperfection, that all is complete and whole and perfect. Thus, the intelligent infinity within this mind-body-spirit complex reforms the illusion of body, mind or spirit to a form congruent with the law of one. The healer acts as an energizer or catalyst for this completely individual process. One item which may be of interest is that a healer asking to learn must take the distortion understood as responsibility for that ask receiving. This is an honor duty which must be carefully considered in free will before the asking. This is a perfect way to end the session for me because what they're saying is that understanding the law of one in and of itself is the most important part of the healing process. This means, and to me makes a lot of sense because the more you understand what the law of one is at a fundamental level, then the better you're gonna feel and live your life. When you know that the law of one is not the strict, you know, thing that we read and, you know, no disharmony, no polarity, no, uh, no division, um, you just live it. You just live the idea that this whole universe is the same thing. It's just a fractal of itself and we are just part of it. And understanding that is huge for our spiritual growth because we know that there is no division. We're not a biology mistake in life. We're not specific people with a very narrow purpose in this life. We're not just crude uh, organisms just moving around a planet in a sterile universe. You understand that there is a consciousness in the universe creating everything. I mean, understanding the law of one is just everything that you can possibly think or imagine that you can know about the universe and the destiny, uh, the destiny of the universe. So this is why understanding the law of one and that everything is one, the unity of the universe makes you live a much better life because you are detached from the identity of the self. You know that the identity, as they call it, is the identity of everything. And you are part of that. For us, this is quite hard to understand because we live in a third density consciousness which makes us create separation so we can see each other uh, divided from one another but that is just the experience that we're living right now when you understand that you have a spirit inside you and that you belong to a unity of a sea of consciousness then this creates a much better view of your life of the world of anybody whether you consider people bad or evil, there is no such thing. It's just negative or positive polarity. And remember, you can have a positive polarity, which is what most of us want to have, without negative. So there needs to be a contrast. You need to appreciate this. This is part of the law of one as well. The lower levels of dimensions where we are right now requires this negative polarity for us to grow, for us to have catalysts, for us to just continually advance in our spiritual growth 
at the spiritual level, of course. So that's why understanding the law of one is the most important thing for everybody to heal, to understand who you are in this universe, to understand what it is to be part of this universe, to understand the gratefulness that we should have for having a spot in this timeline, in this time space, as they call it, and being able to live this experience. There's so many things to be grateful. And I just wanted to end this session with that in mind because people need to know how important they are in the universe, how important their purpose is, and how aligned they need to be with themselves, with their body, with their mind, knowing who they are, and with the spirit, which is the energy that is coming from the universe. So that's all I got here. Session five is going to be a short one because there's only uh, one big question that they're going to talk about healing, but there's a lot to cover there. So I'll see you in session five. Remember, subscribe, like, everything else. In the description box is all the information if you want to join the Facebook group and everything else. And that's all I got. Session five is next. I'll see you then.